Welcome to the Cosmic Pirate Halloween Special, Episode 18, The Origins of Halloween. Seriously, buddy, go ahead, go ahead. You sure? Mm-hmm. Uh, drink your beer. I am. You're a nice big mouthful. I just did. I know you're Okay, one. get another one and keep it in your mouth and savor it for about a half hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, starting over. Mm-hmm. The origin, yeah, breathe through your ears. <laughs> The origins of Halloween date back about 2,000 years to the ancient Celts. Mm -hmm. And uh, they used to celebrate their New Year's on November 1st. Hmm. And the night before New Year's, they believed the the afterlife and the real world, the uh, lines between them became blurred. Mm -hmm. And the uh, deceased would come back. And they would, you know, do uh, things, you know, hauntings and destroy crops, stuff like that. Mm. And to uh, try to avoid this, they would have these big uh, gatherings where they would have these large bonfires. And uh, mm. the, the Druid priests would say prayers and do uh, readings, you know, predict the future, stuff like that. And they they believed that by having these bonfires, it would attract the... Uh, the spirits, but also to avoid them doing any nasty stuff, they would have sacrifices. Mm. And they would dance around these uh, bonfires dressed in costumes, usually dressed as animals. And they would use animal heads to put over their faces as a mask. Mm. And then they would have uh, sacrifices, sacrifice animals to uh, appease their gods. Later on, the Romans came along, and they had a uh, similar celebration. They tried to uh, combine the two Hmm. and tried to make it into a religious holiday, which naturally didn't work out too well. Hmm. But again, it was uh, another celebration that was based around the dead coming back to Earth. And they had very similar celebrations, you know, the bonfires and everything. So it was basically combined. Now, the Romans, the Romans actually celebrated over several days. On the first day, they would uh, commemorate the dead, you know, celebrate the uh, passing of the dead. Right. Then the next day, they uh, honored one of their uh, goddesses named Pomona, and her symbol was an apple. And they believed that bobbing of apples is actually linked to the celebration of Pomona. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. Isn't that cool, Dennis? I never knew that. I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly why bobbing for apples was to celebrate her, but that's what's believed to be the origin of bobbing for apples. Well, I can see how that could be a celebration. Because you don't really bob for apples, though. When you try to get the apple, the apple bobs in the water, right? You're, like you're, you're bobbing your head, too. Well, yeah, I guess you bob your head to get the apple there. So anyway. Yeah. So then uh, in the 800s, it was actually uh, three celebrations. The first day was November 1st, All Saints Day, where they would um, honor all the saints and martyrs. And um, that was actually used to replace the, the Celtic celebration of the dead. And it was, you know, more church-oriented, sanctified by the church, or sanctions, rather. So there was religion in the mix of it. Well, the Romans tried bringing it in, yes. Bringing Christianity and influ- influences in, into that? Right. And um, that was the beginnings of... All Hallows Eve. Okay. Oh, Saints, right? No. Right. It was also called All All Saints. All All Saints Day, wasn't that it? Right. Well, actually, the night before was All Hallows Eve, which eventually became Halloween. Okay. And then uh, the next day, November first, is All Saints Day. So Halloween could just be a, a a morph of Hallows Eve, All Hallows Eve, right? Mm-hmm. Well, actually. The celebration was called All Hallows or All Hallomas. Okay. So that might be uh, where the Halloween comes from. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's similar to, you know, like Christmas. It's All Hallomas instead, though, because it's not celebrating Christ. Right. The, uh, I'm so interested. It's really a I- celebration. What it comes down to is a celebration of death. A, ce- a celebration of the. In honor of the dead, I think. In honor of, yes. Right. Um, so, uh, what else you got, Raj? Did you have, is there, a, there's more to this, right? Um, a little bit. Not really a whole lot. Basically, um, it's more recent times information that I have. Um, Halloween wasn't <clears throat> really celebrated in the fashion that it is today until the early 1900s. Basically, it was celebrated in a sense where it was more of parades and gatherings like that. And it wasn't until, like, the uh, 1950s where going out trick-or-treating really started to happen. Oh, that was the next question. And a lot of people were against it or reluctant to do it because they thought of it as going out and begging. Ah. So they tried, you know, to avoid it and make it more family-oriented with the uh, the big celebrations and the uh, parades and stuff like that. But eventually, the uh, trick-or-treating caught on. And um, it's actually spreading throughout the world now. A lot of countries are starting to do it, mainly for, you know, um, economic reasons. You know, the uh, stores and the uh, manufacturers are pushing it because they can sell their their candies and their costumes and make money off it. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I found out, the uh, term trick-or-treat actually started because when the people would, uh, the kids would go door-to-door, 
what they were actually saying is, if you don't give us a treat, we're going to play a trick. And the trick was always, you know, something bad, like toilet paper on the house, throwing eggs at the house, stuff like that. And to avoid that being done to your home, what you would do is give them a treat, which in, in another way also goes back to the ancient times because they were giving sacrifices to the gods to prevent bad things. Mm-hmm. So in a strange sort of way, it all ties in. Huh. Yeah, it's been very clear to me. But that's about all I have. Uh, thank you very much, Raj, for the, uh, the Halloween origin information. I had some things I wanted to kind of get into how Halloween has morphed or changed over the years. Did you have any, you were, you were mentioning trick or treating and how it's, how it got started. Right. How, I mean, today we've, we've got, um, kids out there going around still collecting candy and stuff, but then you have people like giving them money. You have people giving them combs, this whole safety. and uh, You know, instead of doing candy and rotting the kids' teeth with sugar, people are, like, doing good things and giving them... Remember combs? You used to get a freaking comb from, like, the old guy down the street. No. No? no? Combs no. as in comb your hair? Plastic comb, yeah. I have never... You've never, never received a plastic comb? No. I've received plastic combs. And, uh, we didn't all have that same strange guy down the block that you did, Drew. Oh. That's pretty bizarre. <laughs> or the pennies. Someone throws pennies in your bag. Like, damn, three cents? What the hell is that? What can I do yeah, with that? Yeah, but don't forget, when you were a kid, three cents was a lot more than it is today. Yeah, but still, I mean, three people do that. You get it. You, you barely got a dime. That's not going to do yeah. anything for you. <laughs> what, you got to save it. didn't give you any hair gel. <laughs> we're gonna save it till next year you got 20 cents next year you know i i used to make some pretty good money those pennies would add up really what was the most um, bizarre treat i guess well jews already uh answered that question the, the comb <laughs> that's very bizarre no what was the what was the uh weirdest or the, the the weirdest not weirdest but what was the candy that you hated the most to get that you like that every hated. time somebody dropped it in your bag you're like ah Damn. Because it was all about getting the good stuff when you went out trick-or-treating. You were looking in the bag, and you wanted some goods, you know? And, and there lollipops, was stuff that you did. Lollipops sucked, yeah. Lollipops yeah, would probably good. be the worst for your teeth, I would think. Actually, uh, one that I didn't care for, I actually do like today, is uh, bit, of hun- bit of Honey. Bit of Honey, however it's oh, pronounced. Yes, bit yes. of Honey, yeah. Yeah, when I was a kid, I, I, you know, if I got that in my bag, I was like, oh, man, anybody want to trade? But now I like the things. Yeah, but by the end of the night, you have like lockjaw. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't chew them. I, uh, I just let them dissolve in my mouth. Yeah. Now, what was, what was the, th- the common thing? Are those little, you know, Hershey bars, right? Four inch long Hershey bar, or the little mini? Nowadays, it's like the little mini Snickers and and those those little mini chocolate bars that are so easy to just hand out two or three of them to a kid, you know. Grab a handful and you sprinkle them into the bat into the uh, the bags, which are like pillowcases now. Or they were pillowcases when I was going trick or treating. You didn't bring around a little pumpkin. You didn't bring around. You brought around a pillowcase and you tried to get that thing loaded. Hopefully it was clean. And then you'd like come home and like spill it out on the, on the uh, the the floor in the hallway or in a dining room or somewhere. Compare it. Compare it. I always compared my candy to, to my sister. We'd compare our. our or take. Well, we'd sit there and trade, too. I don't like these. Oh, I like those. Well, I'll trade you this for that. 
Yep. 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 We had that stuff that we would trade. Oh, and you get the pixie sticks. Remember that? Nothing but pure sugar in that straw. Yeah, sugar and chemicals. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Yeah, it off the walls after you're uh, down at Chemicals, stuff. Raj? Yeah, artificial flavorings. Oh, okay. You didn't think they were naturally flavored, do you? Actually, those things are still around. Yep. I wasn't a big fan of the Jolly Ranchers, and I seem like a lot of people were additionally. I don't remember getting those as a kid. I know whenever I got an apple, it never made it home. <laughs> really? You'd throw it at somebody? Oh, yeah, we would have apple fights. Nobody wanted the apples. Everybody wanted the candy. Yep. Apples are dangerous anyway. You got one. Yeah. Why is that? You just never know what the, uh, you know, they can put them in, put in them. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, nobody would even think of giving them out now. But even as a kid, they, there was always the uh, the story of the kid that got the apple with the razor blade in it. Right. And, and well, that's some one, cyanide in it. <laughs> that's one of the urban legends. And I think that brings us on to our next episode. Maybe we should... Well, you want to make it another episode or put them both together because, I mean, it's only a week to Halloween. It would be kind of strange to be having a Halloween episode after Halloween. Okay. Why don't we just combine the two like we were planning to do last week? We can combine them. Uh, we're getting more into urban legends now, or urban legends and stuff like that now. Is so, it uh, uh, urban legends related to Halloween? Yeah, yeah. The razor blade and the candy. Um... Let me, let me play my sounds again. <laughs> you like? Can you hear the Halloween sounds? What am I saying? Like Bloody Mary, like ten times in the mirror. Is that a? Yes, Bloody Mary, ten times or three. Actually, or I think when I was growing times. up, I'm sorry, three times. Well, I, it, it, it probably varies. I growing up, I remember me and my sister. It didn't even have to be a mirror. The typical, I think the the main the typical story is you go into go in front of a mirror and you say. Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, like ten times or seven times or three times, whatever, whatever you have, and she's or thirteen times probably would be a good one, and that she's supposed to like float up behind you, right? That's the that's the way the story goes. Yeah, Remember the Bloody like Mary, G- the Bloody Mary legend, Raj? No, no I'm, not I'm not familiar with that, with that one. Really, I believe in Bloody Mary. When I was growing up, you would look at a dark. You would dim the lights in the room, and you would look out a window at night and you would say i believe in bloody mary i believe in bloody mary you had to keep repeating it and you, you repeat it like seven times or something and she's supposed to float up in front of the window but oh the God, whole thing is what bloody mary i just saw bloody mary damn dude um but the whole thing is that that ex- that anticipation of something potentially coming up in front of the window you know it works it works for kids it scares the hell out of you um i have some i have some interesting urban legends that i've gathered so we have the apple with the razor blade in it which i think is it may have happened at one time well with all the sickos in the world it's very possible yeah yeah uh but i don't i don't recall any any real recent cases or even in the past 10 years any cases where it really happened but you keep hearing the story you know they it, it comes back around it's that rumor mill that that well sure my friend's cousin's best friend's neighbor once saw something like that happen you know yeah but i have a couple of urban legends that are based on fact have you guys ever heard of mistaken 
uh, a hanging, suicide by hanging, mistaken for a Halloween prop. True story. No, I haven't heard that one. Never heard that. On our, you, know, you, you, you drive around nowadays past someone's front yard and you see all sorts of, of creepy stuff set up for Halloween, you know, the Halloween displays that people set up. Sometimes you get those big inflatable goofy characters, which I think are just a little too much. Um, but then you get some guy that's like into like real like spook or gore or whatever, and he puts out some crazy display. Um, sometimes there's a hanging character involved. Well, on October 26th in 2005, a woman's body uh, was hanging from a tree across a busy roadway from a neighborhood in, uh, in Frederica, Delaware. And pedestrians and passengers and cars going by on that road just assumed that the body was another gruesome Halloween decoration, when in fact, it was the body of a 42-year-old who had committed suicide. Jeez, how freaky is that? So she's like hanging there, and people are just driving by thinking she's a Halloween decoration. Is that whacked? Yeah. Thank goodness nobody how long like a pinata. <laughs> how long did she hang there before somebody realized? I, that I don't have the information for. But what I do know is that the opposite has also occurred where someone who was not intentionally trying to kill themselves died as a result of trying to affect a hanging trick for a Halloween gag. So they would just make it look like they're hanging themselves, but they actually did. Yeah. They're trying to perform a hake, a fake hanging for a Halloween stunt or something like that, but they were actually killed in the attempt. Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, in October <laughs> of 1990, yeah, well, well, there. It's not. I think it's just um, more. Uh, they get into it and they want to try it. The, the The situation isn't threatening when they first look at it, but they don't have all the variables there, and they don't realize what happens. And uh, and for example, October of uh, nineteen ninety, when patrons of a haunted hayride found scared. What? 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 Oh, oh, found them. I'm sorry. I'm reading my own notes here. The, the pages of a haunted hayride found the body of Brian Jewell, a 17-year-old kid, hanging from the gallows where he had previously accidentally or previously scared crowds as they had passed. Uh, something had gone wrong. He had tried to. He he had perfected the well, obviously not perfected, but he had <laughs> he had learned the fake hanging trick. And there are just guys that can do this. They can like. Put the noose around their neck, and if you put it in such a way, it won't choke you, it won't break your neck, it won't kill you. You can hang successfully and still breathe and still be alive and, and no choking, no nothing, and people think you're hanging. Well, this guy miscalculated, goofed, and accidentally hung himself during the stunt. And people found him hanging there dead. Um, I didn't know there was a safe way of hanging yourself. There is. There's like magicians and, and, and performers who can do it. And they'll do it in their stunts. They'll be standing up on a box, and they'll have a noose. They'll put the noose around their neck. And Are they levitating? No, no, standing on a box. And they'll put the noose around their neck, and it's tied just right, and it's in just the right spot that when, that, when the box is kicked out from underneath them, they drop, but they're not, they're not choked, and nothing is damaged. Okay? It's the amount... Yeah, and they do a little twitching and whatnot to make it look real. Sure, and then they like open their eyes and go, "Hey!" But I think I think a lot of it has to do with they hey, don't drop I'm far. Um, if the noose is placed at the right spot, and I, and don't anybody try this? Shocked! I was just making a noose just now. 
if you tie if the noose is tied off if the noose is tied Don't off so that, it it, so that it can't slip through and become tighter which is the principle of the noose then uh if it's positioned in the right spot these guys can drop and there's no there's no take up on the uh the slip knot that's around their neck which means they're not going to get strangled but the same uh, uh, there's a, a kid named William Anthony Odom in Charlotte North Carolina who died while attempting this hanging stunt at a staged haunted house in his grandmother's basement, or his aunt's, uh, his aunt's basement. Right. And a 14-year-old, Caleb Reb, was choked to death. Wait, when did he you decided... say his name is Caleb Webb? Caleb Reb, R-E-B-H. This kid was 14 years old, okay? This is, I mean, a tragic story. He was working for a haunted hayride attraction, and he was choked to death when he decided to take the place of a skeleton in a noose hanging there in one of the, uh, you know, one of the attractions at that uh, hayride. He pulled down the rope to gain slack so he could slip the skeleton out and slip the noose around his neck. There was a, the noose was attached to a branch, okay? When he let go of the branch, it pulled back up with enough oh, man. force... To close the noose around his neck, his feet were still on the ground, but the branch had pulled up tight enough that it's that it pulled shut the noose around his neck, and he choked to death. And uh, co-workers saw him hanging there, and um, watching him choking and grappling with the noose, and they and they were unable to revive him after they pulled him down. He had he had suffocated and died. Well, I'm sure he probably broke his neck. Do not know. No, it wasn't enough to break his neck, but that noose tightened around his esophagus and choked him. And he, he suffocated, yeah. basically. It made a question of Adam's apple. Yeah, or, it's terrible. Uh, and there we go, bobbing for apples again, you know? Oh, God. That was bad. You gotta be careful. I now, Roger, in your Origins uh, talk, you mentioned the hearth fires extinguished and the villagers gathered around huge hilltop bonfires oh actually i didn't mention that this week that was in last week's but yeah go ahead you mentioned dennis you remember that he mentioned it just now the bonfires i mentioned bonfires i never mentioned anything about the hearth oh the hearth fires well okay okay i have a note here you mentioned the bonfires on the hill set up on the hilltops and in, in uh in wales and whatever else you know the older celebrations to frighten away evil spirits and honor the spirits of the dead uh, Correct. I have a little urban legend bit that actually factors in there regarding black cat sacrifices. Ah, something that still uh, is sort of in existence today. Really? Yeah. yeah. You uncovered the same thing I did then because um, I read some well, stuff. I uncovered this in real experience, actually. Are you serious? Yeah. My cat, Salem. Yeah. I tried adopting her in late October. Two years ago. And uh, they said, I can't adopt her until after Halloween. They're not letting anybody adopt black cats because of sacrifices that people are That's adopting right. black cats to sacrifice. I said, all right, well, how about this? I pay for the cat now so that nobody else will take the cat. And I'll come back November 1st and pick up the cat. And they said, That's fine. Awesome. So I had a, I had a cat that I wasn't allowed to pick up until after Halloween because of people that would go in and adopt them and kill them. That's messed up. Yeah. So tell your story now. Well, what I had was 
Many cat shelters will defer adoptions until after Halloween because there have been cases of people adopting a cat for festive purposes and then letting them go in the wild afterwards. Uh, I'm not sure who actually go to the trouble of adopting a cat just for a few days because it was actually not the easiest process, right? Usually required a few days to get things in order. And then the expense, well, too. It, that depends, but... Yeah. Go ahead. Not if you have the money up front. But some have speculated that black cats are adopted in order to be used as sacrifices, and that's exactly what Roger just said. That the shelters will try to prevent that, because I guess there are psychopaths out there who would uh, adopt a black cat just to uh, sacrifice it in a ritual. I mean, that's that's just like I mean, dudes get with the times, you know. Um, yeah. But I think this this goes back to uh, what Roger was saying earlier about those hilltop bonfires and stuff and those celebrations over 2,000 years ago. It was thought that black cats were sacrificed because they were believed to be evil spirits in animal form. You know that uh, that black cats were often thought to be witches' familiars, and it's bad luck for a black cat to cross in front of your path. Roger, have you experienced any bad luck? I'm sure Salem... It runs runs in front of you, you know, several times a day. Oh yeah, I had to install special light switches so I don't kick her. What? I've got light switches I put in that automatically turn on when I walk through a room, like an activation mark or a motion sensor. Yeah, really. You know, black cat in a dark house. She's been uh, accidentally kicked a time or two. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, that's why I installed the sensor light. Dusty has been accidentally kicked. But it's because he runs in front of me like a Momo that he is. Well, that's what Salem does. No, I'm talking in broad in broad daylight in the kitchen with the light on. I'll turn around and he'll be like, he'll he'll run around in front of me. It's like, dude, out of the way! You're gonna get kicked or something. But uh, you know, it's kind of funny when they do that too because they they don't just like run straight. They have to zigzag in front of you. Yeah, yeah. It's like they're trying to they're trying to trick you. And you try to counter what they're doing with an evasive maneuver, and then they like do just the opposite of what they're doing, and you almost kick them again. Yeah. <laughs> and you just kind of look at them and go, what was that about? You know, and they look at you like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, what the hell? Why? 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 Right, you're not, you're not a warlock or something, are you? With your, Salem is your familiar? No? Oh, my secret's out, huh? Oh, boy. Oh. But isn't that cool? Roger's got a black cat named Salem. How appropriate for Halloween, huh? Absolutely, yeah. And she came with that name. I didn't name her. Oh, that's that's right, yeah. Salem. I also have another urban legend, which I think has some... I think there is a true tale that uh, to spark this uh, urban legend. Uh, it's the Halloween Campus Murders. Have you guys heard of this? Uh, no. Hmm. No, we're campus. This, ur- <laughs> this urban legend typically involves a famous TV psychic on a talk show like Montel Williams or Oprah or uh, the Maury Povich show or something like that, the psychic will predict that a mass murder will take place at a, at a uh, on Halloween at a campus somewhere, a college campus somewhere. Um, the story isn't true, but rumors circulate, and many nervous college students end up heading home for Halloween because it's better safe than sorry, you know. A true story. The murder weapon is always something like a butcher knife or an axe, and the legend exists only to spread unnecessary fear among students in college campuses. Uh, sometimes the legend changes, 
and only indicates that female students will be targeted or, or that uh, students at a Halloween frat party will get the axe or something, so to speak. <laughs> mm. But I think this is actually based on... Um, so I guess there won't be any uh, trick-or-treating on my college campuses. Well, hey, if she's cute, she can trick my treat. Anyway. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, I, hey, now, I, let's keep it clean. This is a family channel. Did you see the movie uh, Urban Legend? Uh, no. That dude from, um, uh, what was that show? I forget. I'm with Katie Holmes. Um, oh, jeez. Can't think of his name now. Oh, Dawson's Me neither. Who? Dawson's Creek. Remember that show? I do. No. I never watched it. I do remember the name of it. I think the one guy, or the one kid, um, what was his name? Bob? <laughs> oh, I think I know who you're talking about. The blonde-haired kid? No, that's Dawson. The other kid. Creek? Creek? He was the one that was a big legend. <laughs> we both said Creek. <laughs> <laughs> so he was the one in Urban Legend that uh, played a prank on the class with the uh, Pop Rocks. Right. There was, they, they went through all those Urban Legends. Uh, the person hanging from the tree, like person gets killed and they're they're found you hear scraping noises on the roof of the car you get out of the car and you look and the person's like hanging from a tree and their their hand is just like bumping along the roof yeah creepy stuff like that yeah the old tale of of the couple out on a date and they they hear a broadcast that the uh that some psycho has escaped from a local asylum, and he's on at large in the town, you know. And they're out at uh, they're out at some overlook, you know, some lovers' lane kind of place. And uh, they hear this come over the radio. The guy that escaped from the insane asylum has a hook for a hand. He lost his arm, lost his hand, or whatever. He's got a hook there, and she freaks out a little bit. She's like, "Well, you better get me home because I'm 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 I don't want to be out here with this psychopath out here." And um, He's like, we're probably safe, you know. No, you got to get me home. And so he drives her back home, gets out of his side of the car, uh, and, and goes around to her side of the car to open up the door. He finds a, a bloody hook stump connected to her door handle. Nice. The hooker man had, had tried to get in there and was holding onto the door when they drove off from Lover's Lane. But, uh, but I really think that college campus murders... It was based on a true story of a dorm, uh, nurse's dormitory murders. Um, I'm, I'm trying to. Th I was trying to look before, but I couldn't find the information. One of how many uh, Death Wish movies were there? Because I think one of those Death Wish movies with Charles Bronson involved uh, nurses, a, a nurse's dormitory, and, and like a serial killer. I think there was like 500 of them. Yeah. Dennis, any any uh, thoughts there? I know there was at least three. No, the uh, Death Wish movies. Remember with Charles Bronson? Yeah, but there was three. One of them had to do with uh, a nurse's dormitory. Like the, I think it's the kids. I think it's his daughter was like a nurse or something. I don't know, but um, he goes after the psychopath that killed the nurses, and that kind of ties into this whole campus murders thing. You know, Charles Bronson died back in two thousand three, huh? No, I didn't. Yeah. Make my day, punk. He was an old timer. Oh, wait, that was no, that wasn't him. That was Clint Eastwood. 
Yeah. Go ahead. Make there were my five. Day. There were five. When did you say he died? Yeah. How did I don't know how, but I thought in two thousand. I didn't say how. When? Oh three. Because uh, the last one came out in ninety four. Okay. So he probably died during the making of it. No, I said I, I said uh, two thousand three, not ninety three. Oh, oh, okay. Never mind. Ignore me. I go away. He died ten years after that. Wow. I wonder how old he was next. Cause he went downhill quick. I saw a picture of him, like, like right near his, uh, you know, his due date. The first one came out in '74. His due date. Yeah. He was pregnant. Hey, uh, thanks for listening, folks. This is Roger Drew and Dennis Bonaducci. We're gonna check out now at the uh, from the Cosmic Pirate podcast. Uh, Roger, I sent you a link. Did you get that? The new, yes, uh, I did. The new feed is up. Everybody go to iTunes and grab it if you haven't already, because if you're listening to this, you probably have. Um, go to cosmic.myeyes.net. Email us at cosmicpirate at gmail.com or simply go to our website, cosmic.myeyes.net, and use our handy contact form to send us, send us your ideas, thoughts, comments, questions, or stories. And... Uh, We'll post them. We'll bring them up on the website, or on the. Uh, we'll bring them up in the podcast. Everybody have a good night and have a happy Halloween, and we'll see you next time. Oh. Good night. Oh.